bit nervous here because I like to move my arms about. So if you see the vicar go up in fire, in flames, please, it is not a spiritual experience. I really am going up in flames and throw some water over me. (laughs) On Angel Hill, beside the old abbey wall, there, there is a crib scene. It shows Mary, Joseph, a couple of shepherds, and a baby in a manger. A couple this year stopped and looked at it, and one was overheard as he asked the other, who's the man in the bed? Uh, The story of Jesus is not as well known as it once was. Uh, For Christians, that is an amazing opportunity. We can tell the story of Jesus, and it really is, for many people, good news. Whilst I am not quite sure how anyone looking at that particular scene could think that it is a man in a bed, just to make sure that you know, the man in the bed is not a man but a baby, and the bed is not a bed but a cattle feeding trough. The crib scene is a reminder that the astonishing gift of Christmas was God giving us his son. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born as a baby on earth. He came into a mess. Being born is a messy business. Many of you won't need me to tell you that. In the film Nativity, the the first one, Mr. Poppy and Mr. Madden's want their class to get the real feel of nativity. So they take their class to go and see a baby being born. Uh, Now, I'm not sure that the West Suffolk Maternity Unit would welcome sightseeing visits from a class of 30 10-year-olds who are preparing for their school nativity play. But as the children watch the birth, They look as if they are watching a horror movie. And as Mr. Poppy and Mr. Maddens watch the birth, they faint. (laughs) And Jesus wasn't born to privilege and status. He wasn't born in a palace wrapped in precious robes and laid in a golden cradle. He wasn't cared for by the best midwives or Norland nannies. He wasn't even born in a maternity unit. He was born in a cow shed, wrapped in linen cloths and laid in a manger. We couldn't get further from our antiseptic birth suites or from the sanitised religious stable scenes of those first few Christmas cards which do tell the story of the birth of Jesus. Now, I'm sure Joseph and the innkeeper and the innkeeper's wife would have done their best to make things clean for Mary, but it would still have been a mess, a bit of a pigsty. And the first visitors to this baby, they were shepherds. Shepherds for us are those men or women who can make clever dogs do very clever things. But in Jesus' time, shepherds were outcasts. They told jokes about shepherds. Jesus told a joke about a shepherd. He said there was a shepherd, he had a hundred sheep. 
He was counting them. One, two, three, four. He got to 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. Oh dear. One, two, three, four, five, six, 97, 98, 99. Oh dear. He lost one. So said Jesus, this shepherd abandons his 99 and goes off to look for the one lost sheep. Oh, they would say, yeah, shepherds would do that, wouldn't they? But then Jesus turned it right round. He said, God is like that. You, each person, each one of you is so precious to him that yes, he would abandon 99 in order to come and seek you. That's why he came from heaven into earth. That is why he was born in a cowshed. It was a mess. Jesus was born in a country which was under occupation. They had their tyrants and their terrorists. Their land was torn apart by deep inequality, by crippling poverty, by ruthless exploitation, by hatred and greed, and by religious and political extremism. Some of the Renaissance paintings of the Nativity show Mary and Joseph and the baby, and behind them they show buildings in ruins. Why? It was a mess. By the age of two, Jesus had survived state-sponsored child genocide, and his parents had fled. He was a refugee in a neighbouring land. He was born into a mess. But God came into human history in order specifically to come into our mess. He came to tidy it up. I'd like you to think of an imaginary child whose room is in a mess. This, I am sure, applies to nobody here. When I say mess, I mean mess. Clothes, books and pieces of papers on the floor. Half-chewed boiled sweets stuck to the carpet. Useless things strewn about the place. A box that contained some chicken and chocolate scones. Yes, really chicken and chocolate, although realise this is an imaginary child. Um, which are now green and growing and definitely, definitely alive. I mean, it's even too messy for the cockroaches. They take one look at the place, they pack their bags, and they leave. Well, Mum gets to the end of her tether. She tells this imaginary child to go up to their room and tidy it up, and she's coming up in half an hour. Our imaginary child is so delighted that they've been asked to do this task. They run up the stairs with great enthusiasm. But as they go in and look at the mess in their room, they are overwhelmed. They think, it's too big for me. So they throw a few other clothes that were on the bed onto the, onto the floor, lie down on the bed, and start to play with their phone. I could even tell you the game they play, but I won't because they're imaginary. Half an hour is a long time, and Mum will probably forget anyway. But she doesn't forget. And as the door opens and they're still lying on their bed, they think, I'm in big trouble. And they are. John says that when God sent Jesus into the world, 
He did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. He opened the door and walked into the mess. But astonishingly, even though he has asked us time and time and time again to tidy up, he didn't come to punish us for the mess. Instead, he came in with his big black bin bag and the hoover to deal with the rubbish. And he did that by taking the mess onto himself, into himself. The good news is that that baby born 2,000 years ago in Palestine grew into an adult. He lived the sort of life that I should have lived. He lived a life of love. He loved God and he loved people. He brought the life of God to earth. That was why he was the most beautiful of people on the inside. That is what it means to be holy. Everything about him was true and right and good. He lived life as it was made to be lived. And because he brought the life of God to earth, he was able to begin to show signs of how one day he will finally clear up the mess. He healed the sick, cast out evil, fed 5,000 with a boy's picnic lunch, turned water into wine, walked on water and calmed the storm. It was why he could bring people back from the dead. It was why he could bring forgiveness to some of the most crushed people. New life to people who were in despair and hope to men and women who were broken. He did it not by being Superman and simply zapping whoever and whatever was wrong. I'm grateful for that because I would definitely be on the wrong end of the zap. Instead, as he hung on the cross, he did it by taking all the muck into himself. He took the hatred and the lies into himself. He took the abandonments and the betrayals into himself. He took the abuse and the mockery into himself. He took the cruelty and the violence into himself. He took it onto himself because he both suffered as a victim of the muck, but he also became the muck. He became sin for us. One of the first people to think about these things wrote... God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. It's an astonishing statement. Jesus Christ took into himself my sin and he died the death that I deserve to die. But that's not the end of the story. He rose from the dead. He appeared to his followers. They saw him. They doubted him, yes. But then they touched him, ate with him, and worshipped him. And when 40 days later he was taken away from them, he gave them this promise, I will never leave you. My spirit will come and live in you, if that is what you want. And for anyone who comes to him and who asks him for his spirit, he will come into the cowshed of our lives and into the manger of our hearts. Because if we're honest, it's a bit of a pigsty in there. Mixed up motives, shifting standards, promises broken, resentments, betrayals, self-centeredness, unforgiveness, anger, jealousy, dishonesty, and a fear which grips and controls us. But this is good news. 
He says, I know what it is like to be born in muck, and if you let me, I'll be born in you. I'll come and live in you, and we'll begin a tidy-up job. I know you can't do it on your own. I know it's overwhelming for you, but I can help you, and I can make you beautiful on the inside. That's how it's going to happen. It will begin with individual men and women, girls and boys, who are messes, who turn to Jesus Christ and allow him to tidy us up. It will begin with you. I want, he says, to turn you into an army. Not an army of people who strap explosives to their bodies, pick up automatic weapons and massacre school children. The army I have in mind is an army of people who are learning to love, to be honest and absolutely real about themselves, who are not trying to justify themselves, but who will make themselves vulnerable, who will kneel down and wash the feet of the lowest and most despised, I want you to be people who make a difference in this world, who love Father God, and who see this world not as your playground to do what you want with it, but as my world, he says. And who see other people not as rivals or competitors or servants or nobodies, but as people who are deeply beloved and precious to me. I want to make you, men and women, Girls and boys who will love other people, even your enemies, and be prepared to die for them, to be crucified for them, so that they might find my love. And, he says, I want to give you the assurance that you are deeply, 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 deeply beloved. I want to give you membership in a new family, that is bigger than space and time. I want to give you knowledge of forgiveness that washes through you. I want to give you a deep peace, even in the face of dreadful, dreadful tragedy. Please don't think that by coming to the Lord Jesus it means that life will go well for you. Of course it won't. It may even be harder. But he does promise peace in those times. And I will give you, he says, a power at work in you that is not of you. And I will give you joy. So I do pray that many of us will turn to the one who was born in a manger and invite him to come and live in us. Don't worry if you're a mess. He came for people who are messes. Don't worry if you're not religious. I just had a chat with a man at the other place. Um, where he said afterwards, he said, he said, I, he said, me and my wife, he said, we only come along uh, to church once a year. He says to the children's carol service or the group service. He said, he said, um, he said, I feel embarrassed saying that. I said, don't feel embarrassed saying that. Do you know we're delighted that you're here on this one occasion? We'd love you to come more often, but we are delighted you are here because Jesus didn't come for religious people. He came for ordinary men and women. And don't worry if you've done stuff of which you are dreadfully ashamed. Maybe nobody knows about it apart from you. Ah, oh, that's not true. He does know. And he still loves you. And he's still taken that muck into himself. And he's dealt with it. 
and he will begin the big tidying up. I'm not asking anybody to make an on-the-spot decision to put our trust in Jesus Christ this evening. Although if you do, I'm not going to object and I'd be delighted. Um, please have a word with me afterwards. But what I would ask each one of us to do is to take one of the stories, to take those who wish, to take one of the stories of Jesus that, that we have available at the back of the church as you're leaving. It's the story of Jesus as told by Luke. It begins with the Christmas story. Read it. Jump over those bits that you might find boring. There aren't that many, to be honest. And ask yourself, is this the person who I could follow, who I could live for? More than that, is this the person who I could trust to come into my life and to work with me, to tidy me up, and to make me a beautiful person on the inside for God's glory and for God's sake. I pray that you will know a truly peaceful and joyful Christmas. May God bless you.